You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is the wrestling takeover i'm your host jordan turner this is episode 264 tuesday april 19th 2022 we had a lot of wrestling news we're going to talk about kushida we're going to talk about alexa bliss we're going to talk about news on nxt 2.0 and triple h we're going to talk about eric bischoff and his thoughts on roman reigns and we're going to end it with wwe not planning to end the brand split so we're going to get right into it. Thank you for the continued love and support. I'm going to ramble on and promoting my other stuff towards the end of the show. Let's get right into the news. Talking about Kushida. News broke about Kushida yesterday on social media. Report coming from Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. But this report I'm taking from Ringside News. Let's get right into it. So Kushida entered WWE with a lot of expectation as the former New Japan pro wrestling star was set to be and to have big waves in WWE. Now it appears that his time with WWE is officially over. We last year saw Kushida as part of jacket time. That being with team apparently done, they failed to reach the top of NXT and now Kushida seems to be out of the company altogether. WWE.com moved Kushida over to alumni section of the website. Fightful Select later reported that Kushida has left the company and his deal has expired. That's why he left the company. So they say, quote, earlier indication that Fightful was given that was that his deal is expired. Though we haven't been given any idea as to whether or not of a new deal was offered, at least one person in the company was off the belief that it was a, quote, budget cut release. We'll work to find out more details. Kushida is a former cruiserweight champion in WWE, but some would say that his momentum was stunned by injuries and lackluster booking. We'll have to wait and see where we see Kushida again because he is still an exceptional talent. Again, that is the report coming from Ringside News. I did see this and I didn't really want to jump to conclusions in terms of getting my opinions on Kushida until I got more details. You know, I love to wait before reporting things and, you know, I wanted to wait for Kushida, see what more news regarding Kushida's situation before I actually wanted to record and give you my honest opinions about this situation. So now we got the news. We actually got the report from FIFO and people are saying that it was a budget cut reason. He got released due to budget cuts. People are saying that he left. He just left and quit WWE. I believe it was a budget cut reason. I do. Another thing is he really didn't do anything 
in NXT. Let's be real. Okay. Let's be honest. And that's what you guys are going to always get right here on my show. Honesty, no question about it. Kushida, fan favorite, came into NXT, obviously before the NXT 2.0 revamp, but he came in NXT, fan favorite, and it felt like they had a direction for him in the beginning. But then like the report indicated, injuries definitely uh, played a part in why he really didn't get a big run in NXT. Also, uh, creative direction. They just didn't have anything for him, you know, at the time. And then the NXT 2.0 stuff came up, and he was really directionless. He had nothing to do. And it just shows you that, listen, man, if you have nothing for these people, right, you either find something for them to do, or you just let them go. Just let them go. Let them go to Impact. Let them go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Let them go to AEW. You know, just let them go. If you have nothing for them, that's your fault as a creative writer. That's your fault as management for not having anything for them. But here's the thing. I don't even think Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard even really wanted Kushida in the company. Think about it for a second. Triple H put him in the company, right? If Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard wanted this man in the company still, he would be on TV. He would be in big storylines. He would be challenging for championships. Has he been doing that? The answer is no. He has not been doing that. And Kushida, listen, there's reports going around that he's going to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Good. Good. You know what I mean? New Japan Pro Wrestling's kicking ass right now. They're doing some great things, right? So Kushida adding his, you know, top-tier talent to a New Japan is going to benefit them. WWE didn't value Kushida just like they don't really value a lot of their wrestlers, their superstars, as they call them. They don't value a lot of them. And Kushida was definitely one of those people And I'm talking about the people that were on NXT way before the revamp, you know, of NXT 2.0. It is what it is. You know, I'm not mad at all. I'm really not. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of Kushida, but he was really talented. You could have gave that guy something to do. You are a creative writer. You're supposed to be creative and you're supposed to come up with things for these people to do. That is important. And you just didn't do that with Kushida. And the booking really told me that Kushida's days were really numbered. Especially at this time where budget cuts are coming very soon. We don't know when they're coming, but they will be coming very soon. And I'm pretty happy that Kushida left. Because, you know, he could have been on the list of the people that are going to eventually be on that list. Now, people are saying it's a budget cut. The report said it's a budget cut reason. Maybe WWE is going to release <clears throat> is going to release people one by one instead of putting them as a package and putting the names on a board and saying all of these people are going to get released. 
And then we see Sean Ross Sapp tweet out name after name after name of releases. Maybe WWE is starting to slowly start releasing people, but they're going to do it one by one. We will get a name here and there released. Kushida is going to find work instantly, immediately. You know what I mean? So props to Kushida, man. You know, I feel like he just didn't fit in WWE. The vision wasn't there. And they didn't really value him. They did not. And the booking showed that. Talking about booking, talking about creative, something that I'm very good at. I don't know about WWE creative if they're good at creative. But uh, speaking of creative, man, Alexa Bliss. This was a breaking news story yesterday. And I wanted to finalize all of the details, put them in my notes, write them down before I actually talked about it. So, again, a report coming from Ringside News. Alexa Bliss voiced her frustration directly to Vince McMahon regarding the lack of direction on WWE TV. I'm going to talk about Alexa Bliss. And then I'm going to go over a lot of people, you know, that aren't really being booked. That needs to be booked. And all of this is just Vince McMahon picking and choosing who he wants to push. I've said that for years. I've always had that mindset. Vince McMahon picks and chooses who he wants to push. Bottom line. Look at the TV. Watch the weekly shows. Pay attention. To who's on TV and who's not on TV. Alexa Bliss is one of the mainstays of WWE's women's division. And there's no denying that. The goddess has been off of WWE TV for the past several months. Her last televised match took place at Elimination Chamber at the event. According to Fightful Select, the former Raw Women's Champion has been vocal about the lack of direction for her character on WWE TV. The outlet reported that Alexa Bliss even talked to Vince McMahon about not having anything substantial for her. Shout out to Alexa Bliss for having some balls to actually go up to the man in charge and voice your displeasure. That is what you're supposed to do. Not fucking going to creative writers. Not going to Bruce Pritchard. Not going to this person. Nah, you, if you're frustrated, you need to go to the boss, right? The head of the table, literally, in Vince McMahon. So props to Alexa Bliss. That is very commendable. That's some respect right there. They say, quote, they committed her in competing in the Elimination Chamber match, but we were told that even as of that point, there was no substantial creative direction for Bliss. Talent, creative, and higher-ups that Fightful spoke said that it was because Bliss voiced her displeasure in the days following the Elimination Chamber about her creative direction and lack thereof. Despite her not appearing on WrestleMania card, Creative was told that she was willing to work the show and there were pitches to involve her in Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair's match. What? That was quickly shut down. Thank fucking God. Alexa Bliss was not needed in that spot. The story was Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. We weren't able to confirm if those pitches 
came from Bliss or someone within Creative. We're told that at the end of February, it was pretty well determined internally that Bliss would not be featured on WrestleMania. Those that we spoke to say that the priority of booking Bliss shifted significantly after the vignettes. Bliss and Ryan Cabrera got married. Congratulations to them. Uh, they got married this month. Cabrera, who was 39, and Bliss, who was 30, exchanged vows at the Compa Villa in Palm Desert, California on April 9th. The wedding ceremony was attended by many current and former WWE superstars. Congratulations to them. Okay. I'm always vocal. I always speak my mind. No matter what. This topic is no different. Check this out. Okay. Angel Garza. Why am I mentioning Angel Garza? This is a topic about Alexa Bliss. This is going to go right into the Alexa Bliss discussion. Angel Garza, a couple of weeks, I don't know when he said this, on a public forum, talked about how the fans are picky, how the fans complain just to complain. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. Complain just to complain. I'll speak for me. All right, I'll speak for myself. I don't complain just to complain, man. I don't. I have valid reasons as why to the reason I complain. I bring facts to the table. I bring uh, perspectives to the table. I bring the truth to the table. Watch the show. The show creatively is not good. And Vince Russo tweeted something out, which I loved that he tweeted what he did out. I'll read that in a little bit. But going on Angel Garza, he was pretty much complaining about how the fans are complaining and they need to stop complaining. We can't do anything right because the fans are going to complain. That's what he said. First of all, um, Angel Garza, you are being told what to do. That's number one. You feel me? If you don't like what you're doing and you know the fans are going to complain about it, why won't you voice your displeasure to Vince McMahon? I don't want to do this. This isn't going to get over very well. Like the wedding segment. What the fuck was that last night? The wedding segment with, you know, Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo, uh, Tamina, Akira Tozawa, Dana Brooke, R-Truth. What was that last night? That did nothing. That was embarrassing. I didn't even watch it. I didn't even watch it. Straight up. I turned it off. Couldn't do it. I knew what they were doing and I turned it off. That should not be on WWE TV. Angel Garza. That type of segment is embarrassing. Nobody wants to watch that shit. Number one, we complain. Damn right we complain. That segment last night is the reason why we complain. Alexa Bliss is... Is she complaining? 
she is complaining. She is. Does she have every right to complain? Yes, she does. She, I feel Alexa Bliss really gives a bad rap. She gets a bad rap from the wrestling community. I like Alexa Bliss. I really do. She's solid in the ring. She's great on the microphone. She has a great look. She wants something substantial to do. How can you not find anything for Alexa Bliss to do? I don't get it. That's why your women's division is a fucking embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. Right? You're focusing on Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Or right now, Bianca Belair and Sonya Deville. If you are not in the world title scene, you are not being booked on TV. That is a fact. I've said this for months, for years. Get rid of the women's tag team titles. You're putting teams together for the sake of putting teams together to create a quote-unquote division. You don't have a division. You know you don't have a division. But WWE doesn't give a fuck. They don't care. They're going to put random women together just for the sake of putting random women together. That's some bullshit. Number one. Number two, those titles are not prestigious whatsoever. If Alexa Bliss had a partner, she was on TV, she won the tag team titles, she's on TV, right? I'm going to be fucking complaining because guess what? Those titles are worthless. It doesn't matter who's holding the titles. I'm one of the biggest Sasha Banks fans in the fucking universe. Same with Naomi. I don't care that they have the titles. Those titles are worthless. They have no prestige. None. WWE, you need to get rid of those championships. You need to bring in a mid-card title for the women's division that floats between Raw and SmackDown. You need to merge the women's divisions. Bianca Belair, Ronda Rousey. I'm predicting Ronda Rousey is going to take the title off of Charlotte Flair at Backlash. You do Ronda Rousey versus Bianca Belair at Money in the Bank. You unify the women's divisions, period. End of story. You want to wait to SummerSlam? You do it at SummerSlam. Merge the women's divisions. All right? Then you bring in a mid-card title that floats between Raw and SmackDown. Get rid of the women's tag team titles. But you only have one world title. That's facts. Yes. And you will have one mid-card title. I'll get to the brand split because there's news on the brand split reportedly not ending at all. I got some ideas on how to fix that. I'll get, excuse me, I'll get to that later. Listen, here's the thing. At the end of the day, you have one world title. 
you're not in the world title, you're not being pushed. I think that's complete bullshit. Y'all remember on SmackDown a couple years ago, right? With Ryan Ward, Road Dog, right? You remember that? Well, what year was that? 2016, where SmackDown was beating the fuck out of Monday Night Raw creatively. Beating a ass, right? Nikki Bella vert faced Natalia. Nikki Bella faced Carmella in non-title blood feuds. The titles were not on the line, and those matches were better, in my opinion, than the world title scene. Why can't we get those? Why cannot we get women put on TV going up against each other? Come up with a storyline. Have them be a part of a storyline. Have them go one-on-one without the world title being involved. How hard is that? Oh, wait. It's not that hard. WWE is just not creative. Or they don't want to be creative. They want to half-ass a lot of the bullshit. I've said it many times. With a snap of a finger, WWE can be must-see television. WWE can be appointment television if they fix the creative process until they don't until they want to fix the creative process wwe is not going to be must see alexa bliss is frustrated she has every right to be frustrated she has every right to be pissed at the end of the day is this going to matter Is her being pissed going to eventually put her on TV? That is the question. We have to wait and see. But I think Bliss, you know, I really don't know what you do. Especially with the news of the brand split not ending. I'm not sure. But you got to come up with something for her to do on TV. Let's talk about Triple H. Let's talk about NXT reboot was coming. Rather, Triple H was there or not. That is true. That is true. Um, Ringside News says WWE rebooted the NXT brand last year, which left a bad taste in the mouths of many loyal viewers of the developmental brand like myself. Once a landing ground for the top independent talent in the United States, the show became a pure dish for characters and exponential angles and ultimately looked very little like its previous incarnation of it. Many fans blamed Triple H being away from WWE for the drastic overhaul. Whoever blames Triple H, you guys are fucking idiots. You're blaming Triple H. What the fuck are you blaming Triple H for? He's not in charge. (laughs) That was not the case at all. Fucking idiot fans, man. With the move from streaming to television, WWE wanted to create a show where fans could watch raw talent develop 
interpoise WWE superstars. The pandemic put it off for a while, but ultimately the reboot was the plan all along. Triple H revealed this in a recent interview with The Athletic. The game noted that his absence due to his health issues was coincidental. NXT 2.0 was coming regardless. You know, this is crazy. So, Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, Nick Khan, they were going to do this anyways. It don't matter, right? That might be true. That might be true. I'm going to read what Triple H has to say because it's pretty lengthy. And then I'm going to give you my honest opinions on why I believe it was the downfall of NXT and where I, where I'm going with that. So let's uh, let's hear what Triple H has to say. Triple H said there was this point where it was on the WWE Network, had its cult following, and we needed to get on TV. No, you didn't. You did not need to get on TV. No, you didn't. Continuing on, how do we do that? We need more experience. We need professionalism. This is a little bit to make the product to where fans want to see that. Bullshit. You did not need to get on TV. Vince put you on TV because he's seen AEW. Oh, shit. AEW's here. What the fuck is this? Oh, hey, uh, Triple H. You're going to have to sacrifice NXT. You're going to have to put NXT on the USA Network. Y'all need to get off the WWE Network. You need to challenge AEW. Let's see what you can do. Bullshit. They needed to get off the WWE Network. No, you didn't. No, you, bro, no way, bro. There's no way you're going to tell me Triple H had this mindset where NXT needed to get off the WWE Network. Why would he say that? Why would you say that? No, it didn't. It did not need to get off the WWE Network. Okay, so this is crazy. So pretty much what Triple H is stating here that he wanted NXT to go on the USA Network. That is completely laughable. I'm sorry. Triple H really wanted NXT on the USA Network. Really? Bro, that, no, nah, man, no. Nah. I, I can't do that. I cannot. That's some bullshit. Either way, the pandemic was a mess. And it was a little bit because it was the right time we need. And we went on TV and we had to shift our focus, doing it in front of no people. It completely affected what we were doing. We couldn't recruit or train talent for almost two years, but the show stayed. Then we said, okay, let's reboot it and go back to what we would originally were doing. Everything you're doing here, you weren't doing before. What are you talking about? And I'll get to why people are actually saying this reboot was actually a good thing. All right. So continuing on here. But we got to put them on TV. We got to put them on television. And we believe the audience is invested enough that the numbers might go down. (laughs) But a core group of them will stay. And now you're creating fresh stars all the time. That's where we are now. The numbers have... uh, pretty much stayed steady people like Braun breaker he's been training for a year half the women 
They've been here for a year and a half now. There's a lot of us that still are so fresh and new. People used to say the consistent term of NXT was a negative. The term is what's great about it. The people are here now. Hopefully, a year and a half from now, none of them are even in NXT anymore. And the ones that will make it up to Raw or SmackDown, that's the magic. It truly is the developmental league, the college football, the AAA baseball. Yeah, they're all quite ready. They're not all quite ready to be on the major league role yet, which you're discovering them before they become household names. We were talking about this shift anyway from the get-go. That's where we were headed all along. Triple H, you were not headed towards this way, bro. There's no way you were headed towards this direction. Vince McMahon was headed towards the direction. Um, Nick Khan was headed towards this direction. There is no way that you had this mindset that what we're seeing now, you were going to do. I'll exp- You know what? Let me explain that, okay? Triple H, everything he did in NXT, everything, had a reason, had a purpose. This man was going to take over the WWE from a creative standpoint, from a talent's relations standpoint. AEW came into the fold. Vince McMahon put his son-in-law against AEW. And that's some bullshit. Because Vince McMahon, you fucking knew NXT was not beating this new upstart promotion called AEW. There was no way. They were on TNT. They had the budget. Fans wanted to check this out. Like myself. And AEW's doing some great shit. You know what I mean? NXT. I get what they're doing. They're trying to create their own new superstars. And let's keep it 100 with. They have a lot of them. They have a lot of new potential big time stars. My problem is you could have done this still on NXT 1.0. You could have still done this. All the stars that you're potentially going to see, you could have seen them on NXT 1.0. So you're telling me all the goofy shit that we're seeing on NXT 2.0 is what Triple H would have done on NXT 1.0? No, he would have stuck to his blueprint while also establishing these new up-and-coming women and men uh, superstars. I don't want to sit here and believe Triple H was in agreement with doing the plan that Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard and Nick Khan wanted to do all along and completely revamping NXT from fucking scratch, from OVW. This is what WWE is doing. They are literally going to OVW days in 2022 and beyond. I have no problem with that. Here's the thing. You could have took that blueprint with establishing new up-and-coming superstars while still applying that NXT 1.0 model. What the fuck? What the fuck? Seriously. You could have still had it. You could have still had it. 
this, you know, again, I get what they're doing. They do have stars, man. Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard need to be patient. They need to be patient. The stars are there. We all see it. And this is what happens when you want to completely revamp NXT. This is what happens when you want to start on stage one once again. But you can tell who's being pushed. You can tell who Vince McMahon is invested in. The future of NXT, the future of WWE is very bright. But man, you did not need to completely change Everything about NXT 1.0. That is some bullshit. You did not need to change it. From scratch. Talking about completely restarting. Finn Balor. Uh, a, a lot of the wrestlers from, you know, that NXT. We're talking about Tommaso Ciampa. Johnny Gargano. Talking about how NXT needed to be completely rechanged. What the fuck are you talking about? No, it didn't. Did changes need to be made? Yeah, changes need to be made. But not fucking completely deleting NXT uh, 1.0. Completely deleting it. See, there's a difference from changing things to completely restarting everything. That's what Vince McMahon did. He wanted to completely restart everything in his image. Not Triple H. Triple H is bringing all of the indie stars. Okay, you could have not done that anymore and still kept NXT 1.0. What's the problem? What's the problem? Triple H could have developed these men and women that you are seeing on TV now on NXT 1.0 without going out there and getting the indie talents. That's bullshit. So that could have been done. The creative on NXT 1.0 could have been applied, you know, and still stayed here with the new stars that they have now. So, number two, that's bullshit. Number three, you get rid of Triple H's people. I don't know why you did that. Majority of them are in AW. I don't know why you're getting rid of these people. You have to be fucking stupid to get rid of all of these men and women that put their blood, sweat, and tears into NXT 1.0. NXT 1.0 was a family. It was a connection. They had a plan in place to develop these men and women so when they are ready to go up to the main roster, they feel like superstars. They fuck superstars. They feel like megastars. And all Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard need to do is let these men and women be themselves. They will get over. With great creative comes great responsibility. Literally. I'm not bullshitting. This is why I always complain about the creative process. Creative process is so important. Once the creative is fixed and you have a plan in place creatively, you are going to see great TV. You're going to get good ratings. You have a plan. You stick to your plan. You go with your fucking plan. You always pitch ideas. Long-term. Think long-term. It's okay to think short-term. You need to think long-term. WWE with these NXT stuff. 
with NXT 2.0 from a talent perspective is great. They have some great up-and-coming talent. But the writing is embarrassing. WWE, you need to fix your creative process. What did John Moxley say? John Moxley was on an interview. I don't know who he was. Oh, Chris Jericho. He was being interviewed. One of the best interviews Chris Jericho has ever done. He was being interviewed by Chris Jericho, talking about the creative process in WWE. He even said that if the creative process in WWE was fixed, he wouldn't have left. If the creative process in WWE was fixed, this company would be fucking getting more money than they fucking are getting right now. I'm telling you that. Creative is so important. So important, man. NXT. I just hope and I pray that they turn things around creatively on that show. I have not watched an NXT 2.0 show from start to finish in a very long time because of the bullshit that we see on TV. The fucking segments that we see on TV. You will never see that on my wrestling show. You don't ever see it. The weddings. You don't need to see that. Come on, man. Like, you have great talent. It's just the creative is fucking awful. NXT 1.0 did not need to be changed. It just needed to be adjusted. There's a difference. Between completely restarting everything and just adjusting some things. That's the that's my rant. That's the news on Triple H and NXT 2.0. He's defending everything. But I tell you this. If you had Triple H in a room by yourself. And you ask Triple H these type of questions. I guarantee you. He will give you a completely different answer. I'm willing to bet money on it that he will give you a different answer. That's some bullshit. Let's talk about Eric Bischoff, man. Eric Bischoff is here for Roman Reigns 600 day as champion in WWE. Easy, man. Easy. He knows what's up. He knows what's up. Um, I've pitched for months. For a year. Roman Reigns cannot lose. Roman Reigns should not lose. Roman Reigns should remain universal champion for a very long time. Very long time until they find somebody... That is very suitable to eventually beat this man. Now, do they have that person? I think they kind of do have that person. And Cody Rhodes. You know, here's the thing, though. WWE, they don't, you know, they don't really want, you know, Roman to lose that title anytime soon. And so this is what Eric Bischoff said, man. Well, Roman Reigns is on God mode, and there's no denying that the Tribal Chief is set 
to five days away from reaching 600 days as Universal Champion. Reigns won the title at uh, the Payback Pay-Per-View in 2020. Reigns was paired with Paul Heyman in 2020, and it is safe to say that the partnership has worked extremely well for the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. I won't be surprised if they start calling him that. Uh, the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. This doesn't take anything away from Reigns' natural charisma. Former WCW President Eric Bischoff recently shared his two cents on Reigns' historic accent to the top of WWE's mountain. The former Raw general manager praised Reigns for his commitment to WWE. Yeah, you know what's good about this? The journey. In ring and out the ring. The commitment from Reigns personally to WWE. The real life journey makes the public one so special. Those are thoughts on Roman Reigns and pretty much reportedly going to pass 600 days as the Universal Champion. For the people that are mad, for the people that are annoyed, please get over it. Roman Reigns is going to hold this championship or championships for a very long time. I pitched on my recent episode of the podcast. You know, people are getting sick of Roman Reigns as champion. People want Roman Reigns to lose the championship. Championship or championships, right? Roman Reigns is going to face The Rock. People were saying they don't need a title. That is true. They don't need a title. Let me tell you something. I would rather Roman Reigns lose the WWE Championship to Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes wins the money in the bank. He does a Rob Van Dam on Roman Reigns, letting him know, I'm going to cash in my money in the bank at SummerSlam. This is going to be a 1v1 for one of those championships. And the title that he picks is the WWE Championship. Roman Reigns loses. People start freaking out. Oh my God, oh my God, Roman lost. People, Roman Reigns has another title. Roman Reigns has a title that he's never lost. He recently got the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. He's never lost the Universal title. And the story is the Universal Championship for Roman Reigns. The story for Cody Rhodes is the WWE Championship. Remember, right now, Roman Reigns is on both brands because he's the champion on Raw and SmackDown. Cody Rhodes is only on Monday Night Raw. Cody Rhodes' mission is to win the WWE Championship, period. So, what needs to be done here, and something that I really wouldn't mind, you know, Roman really does need to lose one of those titles, and one of those titles, he needs to lose the WWE Championship. Still remaining the Universal Champion. Loses it to Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam. He's no longer the WWE Champion, but guess what? He's still the Universal Champion. Roman Reigns versus The Rock, for the Universal title at WrestleMania 31 and SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, right? 
uh, what's Vince McMahon doing? What is Vince McMahon doing? Who is he pushing? Who just won the United States title last night? Austin Theory, right? You got to come up with a big superstar to beat Roman Reigns for the universal title. Is, is Gunther on SmackDown? Gunther's on SmackDown, right? WWE, listen to me. Listen to me. Roman Reigns, I would be fucking shocked upon belief if this man is still double champ by WrestleMania 39. I'd be shocked. I don't think that's going to happen. I do see him losing one of these titles. I would preferably have him lose the WWE Championship because he's always been having the Universal title. It will be more of a big deal and more effective to have him lose the WWE title to an established superstar like a Cody Rhodes on Monday Night Raw or a Seth Rollins or an Edge or an AJ Styles or a Bobby Lashley or a Kevin Owens. There are people on Monday Night Raw for him to eventually drop the WWE Championship with. You get to the Universal title. You have problems. You have issues. It's looking spooky on SmackDown. You have Gunther. You have... That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. The draft comes. Austin Theory needs to go on SmackDown. I'm telling you now. If that man goes on SmackDown, you all need to be on alert for that man to beat Roman Reigns. I'm telling you that right now. If Austin Theory gets traded to SmackDown. He's probably going to beat Roman Reigns. I'm telling you that right now. You have Gunther. You have Austin Theory for Vince McMahon to pick and choose who he wants to have Roman Reigns eventually lose to. That Universal Championship, he needs to lose to a new up-and-coming superstar. The WWE Championship, he loses to an established name. It's pretty much all that simple. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. You go with Gunther or you go with Austin Theory, period, for the Universal title. For the WWE Championship, it's Cody Rhodes or bust. It's Cody Rhodes or bust. I would take Cody Rhodes. The story is perfect. Cody Rhodes is going to do everything in his power to take that WWE Championship away from Roman Reigns. He wants to fulfill his obligation. His prophecy is to become the WWE champion. Let's get it, bro. You know what it is, bro. My creativity is just on a different level than other people, bro. Love it. It's great. Um, will WWE listen to me? Probably not. But, you know, pitching ideas, coming up with creative ideas, I love it, man. It's really cool. Um, it's WWE just needs to have a plan with Roman Reigns. They got to have a plan for Roman Reigns because if they do not have a plan for Roman Reigns, we in trouble. Speaking of Roman Reigns and Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdown. Let's pitch ideas even more so with this article. Ringside News is reporting as of today. This came out this morning. WWE is not planning to end the brand split anytime soon. 
Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 38 to unify the WWE and Universal Championships. Reigns then ordered the Usos to bring together uh, the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Championships as well and unifying those titles. Many fans assume that this means that the end of the controversial WWE brand split could be coming to an end. At this time, the brand split seems to be safe, despite Monday Night Raw not having a world champion. WWE isn't expected to merge the blue and red brands. There has been plenty of crossover, but the roster are set to remain separate for now. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter addressed the brand split question in his most recent daily update. There is currently no plan to bring Raw and SmackDown together. Of course, things can change on a single Vince McMahon whim. Quote, Roman Reigns is scheduled to headline WrestleMania Backlash, even though they don't seem to have started a program for him just yet. Also, regarding rumors of a brand split merging because of the single title merger and the tag team merger, right now there are no merging rosters. Of course, Vince McMahon can decide something different in five minutes from now, but as of right now, nobody has heard anything discussed in that direction. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something right now. Fox and USA Network really are in fucking control. I'm telling you that right now. Fox and USA Network are in control. No question about it. There's been reports for years that Fox and USA do not want the brand split to end. They don't want to share rosters. They don't want to share tag teams. They don't want to share anything at all. Raw on the USA. USA wants their own shit. Fox paid WWE a billion dollars. They ain't trying to share with USA. USA ain't trying to share with Fox. So WWE, you need to be creative here. You need to be creative here. Period. End of story. I got ideas for y'all, man. I got creative ideas for you guys. Let's do this, man. You don't want to end the brand split. USA Network and Fox. Fine. Y'all go fuck yourselves, though. Straight up. But listen, they have every right because they pay in WWE the big bucks. So... Vince McMahon is between a rock and a hard place, but really, is he really between a rock and a hard place? No, he's not. They make these type of things so difficult for themselves. It's frustrating as a fan reading these reports, hearing these reports on the podcast. It's crazy. But uh, let's, uh, let's be creative here. Roman Reigns holding both world titles you know they need to have one world champion floating between both shows but it looks like that's not happening so I, I can't talk about that no more it's not gonna happen okay stick to my plan idea okay you still have two champions the universal championship on smackdown and the wwe championship on monday night raw Cody Rhodes needs to beat Roman for the WWE title at 
SummerSlam. Cody Rhodes needs to win the Money in the Bank. He needs to win that. And he needs to go to SummerSlam and challenge Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. Roman Reigns loses while still holding the Universal title. Brand split ain't done yet. You have split Raw titles. One on Raw, one on SmackDown. Keep it pushing. Simple. They can meet again at Survivor Series. That would be a perfect spot. Roman Reigns can get his win back at Survivor Series. It's number one. Number two. Let's talk about the women's division. The women's division is an embarrassment. They are not in a good place. You know, I come from the heart, man. I come from the heart. I love WWE. I care about WWE. Just like all of you guys do. But I'm not scared to voice my opinion, man. My opinion is wanting to help WWE from a creative standpoint. This is really easy to fix. It's not that difficult. This is not rocket science. You merge the women's divisions. You need to merge the women's divisions. You don't have a lot of women, number one. And number two, y'all, WWE really wants to have a tag team division when they don't even have a lot of women on the SmackDown roster, on the Monday Night Raw roster from Jump Street. But then you want to turn back and have a tag team division? Are you fucking retarded? That's some stupid mind thinking there. Get rid of the women's tag team titles. Bring in a mid-card title for the women's division that floats between Raw and SmackDown. The Women's Championship. You have one World Women's Championship. That floats between Raw and SmackDown. But they don't want to do that. That's a problem to me. That is a problem to me. You don't have a lot of women. The only two divisions that honestly need to be merged immediately is the Women's Divisions and the Tag Team Divisions. I just pitched to you guys. A unification match for the women's division. Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion. I would have Ronda Rousey win the SmackDown Women's Champion. You could stick with Charlotte. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. Be- uh, 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 Bianca Belair and Ronda Rousey or Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. Unify those titles. Give that title to Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair has a big responsibility on her hands. She unifies those titles. You have one women's championship while you introduce a mid-card secondary women's title that floats between Raw and SmackDown. If you are not in the world title scene, you go after this other title. But if you're not fighting over this title, you are in a rivalry blood feud. Simple. It's not that hard. The tag team division. They are merging the tag team divisions. That is what it looks like to me. From the booking, it seems that they are going to unify the tag team titles. If you unify the tag team titles, you are going to unify the tag team division. We need one tag team division on that floats between Raw and SmackDown. We need one women's division that floats between Raw and SmackDown. You have one women's championship. You have one tag team championship. 
the women's division. It does not look like they are going to merge the women's divisions. I'm not, no, I'm not sure. I have not heard any news regarding that. All we're focusing on right now is the tag team division because they are going to unify the tag team titles. I'm telling you these ideas. I know what I'm talking about, man. I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not reading anything right now. I put all the news. The news are gone. I'm just talking from the heart. They need to do these things. WWE creatively is not in a good uh, place right now. And speaking of not being in a good place, did you guys see what Vince Russo had to say? Did you guys see what he said? Yeah, let's uh, let's check out what he said, man, because Vince Russo was speaking facts and y'all can get mad all y'all want, but he was speaking facts. Vince Russo went on Twitter this morning and said at WWE Raw, it's just a terrible, terrible show. It is far and away the absolute worst thing on prime TV. The entire world has passed this company by. There is nothing that anybody can relate to. Vince McMahon, time to look yourself in the mirror. Are you better than this or not? And he said that on Twitter, and it's getting a lot of people, you know, up in arms. Vince Russo was speaking facts, people. Creatively, WWE is struggling. People need to stop bringing up the money stuff. Please stop bringing up how much money WWE is making. You are not seeing any profit on that. If you were seeing profit, I would understand why you're saying these things in regards to the money. But you're not. Creatively, WWE is really struggling. You know it and I know it. The thing is, I'm not afraid to speak my mind on something that I am passionate about. I'm passionate about WWE. I love the WWE. You're passionate about WWE. You love WWE. But the difference between me and you is I speak up about it. You don't. You don't. And that's where you got to step up. The WWE, creatively, they're not good. They're not good. You know, and what I mean by they're not good is 95% of their show is not good. There's like 5% of it where they actually do something right. And that's true. That's the truth. But the, you know the crazy thing about this is WWE could be must-see television with the snap of a finger. They could be appointment television right off the bat. WWE not ending the brand split. I don't know about that. You know, it is what it is. If that is actually the plan in place, you need to merge the women's divisions. You need to get rid of the women's tag team titles. Bring in a mid-card title for the women's division that floats between Raw and SmackDown. You need to unify the women's division, man. You need to unify the women's division. You're unifying the tag team division. It's what it looks like. So if you're going to do that for the tag team division, you need to do it for the women's division as well. You have to do it. It just makes sense. You don't have a lot of women. Bottom line. That's all I got for you guys today right here. On the wrestling takeover thank you guys for joining me again i'm your host jordan turner be sure to follow me all over on social media at the wrestling takeover on instagram and at jt takeover on twitter 
be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also subscribe to Google Play and iHeartRadio, that being The Wrestling Takeover. Thank you guys for the continued love and support, man. I really appreciate the love. I really do. Um, I write articles on DiscussProWrestling.com. Again, DiscussPW.com. I have written two articles on, on that site. There will be more coming this week. So make sure you guys tune into that. Again, follow me on social media. I will update you guys on when I uh, publish a new article. If it's a ranking or an opinion piece, that's what I'm really focusing on right now in those two categories. And everything is going great, man. You know, we're talking pro wrestling. Um, you know, pro wrestling really isn't popping as it should be. Uh, but, you know, I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to be consistent no matter what. Uh, these shows just aren't exciting to me. And that's really why I've not been covering these shows regarding WWE on a weekly basis. They're just not exciting to me. And I really don't want to waste my time doing it. Um, but, you know, hopefully they can get better so I can just talk about these shows, man. I really want to talk about these shows. But right now, that's what's going on right now. Until they get better, I'm not really going to waste my time. I'm really not. But there will always be new episodes every week. Don't worry about it. There will always be brand new episodes of the wrestling takeover. Continue to support the show. I love you guys so much. And I will see you guys tomorrow for AEW. Brand new episode of the podcast with a brand new episode of AEW Dynamite. Right here on the number one most creative wrestling podcast in the entire wrestling community. That being the wrestling takeover. <laughs>